0: ora everybody, namaskar, greetings. Thank you so much for joining me, Joshna here. So last night we had our June session of Ketan, the Ketan Academy, and we invited Vina Gunther to come and speak to us about performance anxiety. I, I really appreciated his offerings and his insight, and his um, sharing of some of his own experiences as well as some very useful techniques to overcome. There's this feeling of anxiety and also how to expand our energetic presence. So I'm going to share um, an excerpt with you today and um, and we'll be sharing a few more as well after this. At the end of this excerpt, um, I have included a kirtan that um, Vinay is saying for, for us at the end of his session, one of his favorites. So thanks so much for joining me and look forward to sharing with you again soon.
1: Well, I mean, I I guess I can start talking from a kind of Gestalt perspective on just the topic of anxiety. Firstly, the the simple version is the Gestalt understanding is that, um, well, Fritz Perls had this little formula, anxiety equals excitement minus oxygen. So you can take that literally or you can take it um, sort of representationally in the sense that Whatever excitement you could say, life energy we have when we constrict it, either constrict our breathing or constrict our musculature, which is kind of the experience of anxiety. It it becomes a compounding experience. So, um, if if you're in a state of flow and you're letting your energy and your excitement flow, you're not going to experience anxiety. So it's something to do with the constriction of that and breathing is the most obvious way in, p- in which people um habitually constrict and um that's usually related to some sort of emotional experiences people have had often in childhood where you know they've had painful feelings that are kind of too much to digest and so one way to manage that is people just associate in other ways that they hold their breathing and sort of dampen down the feelings So you know, many of us have developed some degree of habits around damping down feelings. And um, so those habits then often lead to anxiety when there's more excitement than we can sort of process or express, for instance, and that can be related to all sorts of emotions. Um, But when it comes to performance, which is uh, very much about the flow of energy Um, then that's often where people start to jam up and tense up. Um, So the the simple version, as I say, is paying attention to one's breathing, noticing, and, you know, for any actual technical singing practice, breathing's a, a very important component, but most people don't study singing, you know, technically or receive singing lessons. But if you do, then it's really all about the breathing and it's using the breath to kind of manage the the sound of the voice. But for for most of us that don't do singing lessons, then um, the the first principle, I guess I would say, is to do with, yeah, paying attention to how you breathe. So that's not just when you're performing or something, but that's a useful um, awareness practice is like during the day or something in ordinary activities or in, in different types of activities to notice your, your breathing patterns. And I mean, most of you are probably very aware of this. So, you know, excuse me if I'm sort of telling you things which you're already very familiar with. Um, the What happens when people constrict their breathing is they they limit it to usually upper chest breathing. And so when I'm working with people therapeutically, I'm, Dropping them down into their bellies and and helping them breathe further down. But sometimes that's quite difficult when there's habitual sort of tension there. It's, you can't just say, well, breathe deeply, because if someone's been spending the last 30 years of their life kind of holding their breath in relation to difficult feelings, then it's, it's not something you can just switch offer on that easily. And then if you're in a performance situation, those automatic patterns tend to kick in. That's why I say it's very good to just practice observing your breathing during the day. And notice particularly in situations where you might have some tension or conflict or stress, then particularly notice what you do with your breathing and you're likely to observe that you you hold it or even just for moments. Um, So there's the momentary holding of tension or breathing. And then there's the habitual Holding of tension or breathing, um, both of which we pay attention to in therapy, um, because therapeutically, a a lot of the key to um, restoring aliveness is simply restoring the flow of energy. You could almost describe it like that. Whatever the person's personal issues are, when there's blocked energy, it's like sort of you know acupuncture when when you've got um, chi is blocked in the body, and then you. Put a needle into that spot. What you're doing is you're restoring the flow of energy and thus health. So it's a little bit the same with our, let say, our life energy or our emotional energy. Um, so that's the kind of a bigger picture of the issue of energetic flow, emotional flow, as supported kind of by breathing and musculature. Um, so that's the kind of, I guess, the basic version of dealing with anxiety um there's lots of other things to say because anxiety always is a, a relational experience it doesn't just happen in a vacuum it happens in relationship and situations with people um so again it's not something you can just sort of go well in relation to performance because it's very much connected to how we are in the world and how we are with people so I mean, on the simplest level, if someone's an introvert or an extrovert, you know, extroverts are generally more comfortable connecting and being with people and introverts are often less comfortable or they have limits or get drained or something. So performance, which is in many ways very much about connection, um, can be modulated according to, you know, your comfort being with people. But then above and beyond that, there's the um, this kind of, relational dynamic that we have how how we are with people Um, so like for me I mean I'm talking at the moment and I'm I love teaching however when when I'm in conversation with people I tend to listen more because um, I don't know there's some that's just sort of the balance for me I'm you know I wouldn't describe myself as shy at 62 but there's a part of me that's sort of a little shy still I don't know I'm and I'm not one of these people that tell stories and, and such um, cracks jokes. I'm, I'm kind of quieter than that, even though I'm an extrovert. So, yeah, so that, that all goes into how we bring ourselves into relationship with other people. So, for instance, I compensate for this very sort of background shyness. I mean, I was certainly shy as a kid or probably a teenager in some way. So I compensate for that by bringing a lot of energy into, for instance, well, performance, um, which I guess is like a compensation or something. So it's just useful to be able to observe your own process with people and energetically. And the more you know about that, then the more you can understand what goes on in a performance kind of situation. The Gestalt principle of change is not a sort of a goal-oriented one. It's a little bit more, what you call existential, which is being with what is. So, you know, in terms of, say, doing something different, especially on an emotional level, and, it, you know, Kirtan and performance is very much about the flow of emotions. It's a devotional type of practice. So um, doing something different, from my point of view, starts with being aware of what it is, That I do in the first place. Um, And that awareness in itself often assists sort of transformation. That's why I say if you pay attention to your breathing during the day, you're cultivating awareness, or certainly, you know, if you're in a performance situation, then noticing without trying to do something different, but just noticing how you do it and your, your kind of style and, um, what happens with your energy so those are sort of the principles that I'd start with you know if you've got a history of kirtan and such then it becomes something that's a part of you or that's certainly what I experience so then that's kind of makes it more comfortable and I guess the issue with performance is sharing something that's a part of me and of course that depends very much on the audience if it's a bunch of magis then it's much more relaxed if it's non-magis then then that's something else, which is I'm sharing a part of me, which is kind of new or different or foreign to people. So uh, that's also a factor in what we're talking about. Um, and um, some people in my judgment are better kit on players and some people are not so good. <clears throat> and um, one of those criterias for me has to do with um, Someone's what I call their their kind of energetic presence in the kirtan. I mean, and that that might be soft. They might be soft, but um, if someone sort of like, as it were, swallows themselves, um, then their energy is kind of in, in a little bubble, basically. Whether that be shyness or or whatever it is. Um, so, in, in terms of performance, it's it's not just sort of what people associate as a projection of energy. There's a um, a kind of technique that I learned many years ago related to this, which is um, what what you could call the space around you. So um, for instance, if you're, let's say at a restaurant with someone in front of you at the table and you're focused on the conversation, then, you know, of course, you kind of tend to just zone out on everybody else in the restaurant and just focus on the person in front of you, even if it's kind of relatively noisy. So, in terms of this description that I'm giving, it's like you put your space around the person, it's like a bubble that I place around me and the other person. And so, all the experience of energy is within that bubble. And, um, if I'm presenting to a room of people, then my bubble, so to speak, needs to be around the room. And, you know, for those of you who you know, frequent the theater and uh, in- enjoy live performances, uh, a really good actor, I mean, it's a sort of necessity, but a really good actor is able to, to put their sort of space, their bubble, so to speak, around the whole theater. So even someone right at the back, Kind of experiences the energy of the actor, um, and it's not just about voice projection. It's about this sort of energy quality, which is determined by the space that you create. It's not just like putting the energy out. If you if you create a space, then the energy one's energy fills can fill that space, and so it's the same. It's that's with different kinds of performance, including music. Um, so sure, a musician can kind of get away with being in their their sort of little world, but the more that they've got their space out, um, the more that people experience. I in fact I went to a concert uh, with Stevie Wonder when I was working at the sectorial office in God uh, uh, 1980 or something. I think it was hotter than July. That was his tour, and uh, I, I, I split the. Um, concert with some other Margie because we couldn't afford the tickets so each of us went to the big one half and I went to the second half and Stevie Wonder of course is blind and um, what was amazing to me was that when I sat there when he was performing I could feel like in my body this kind of like wave of energy that kind of came out from him his presence or something so you know it's not Just even a visual thing. He he was able to hold that bubble of his space around the whole theater and it was just a thrilling experience as a result. So this sort of what I'm describing as a space bubble is a important part of performance. So when when I'm talking about some Kirtan players who I don't enjoy so much, it's because I, I would analyze primarily they've got their space bubble just like around them. So their energy doesn't go out. Um, So part of the energetics of this is and you don't have to have your eyes open to do it, but feeling your space bubble go out to include the whole group and then everyone can kind of feel more connected to the energy of the kirtan. so that's yeah one thing that i'd say about this so it's not even just the soft loudness it's mm. a kind of an energetic presence quality
0: mm. are there techniques that you would use to create that bubble you
1: know well you you can practice it if you want to just mentally by um imagining well this is what We were taught originally, imagine a matchbox in in your hand, and then you expand the sides of the matchbox to just sort of be around your body, so it's just me and the matchbox, and then expand the matchbox out to, you know, let's say include the room, and then expand it out, and then you experience everything in the room, expand it out to include the building, experience everything in the building, expand it out to include the city, country, you can sort of, move the matchbox out and the bigger the matchbox is then the more your psychic space is open to the experience of everything in that space and the more connected you are to everything it's a bit like a sort of a neo-humanistic process if you keep going in a way connected to the whole planet and not just like mentally but it's kind of like almost an energetic connection and then you move the sides of the matchbox in so you can kind of practice like that and and if you're again just you know in daily life if you're with someone you can notice what your little matchbox space is doing you can put it around them and you, you you know because we all do this automatically but if you're conscious of it then you can really notice how you just really create this little matchbox space with the person or if there's a little group with three or four people and you're talking then you've got this space around the group um, so yeah you can kind of practice it in that way and then singing kirtan and there's a group then yeah you can be aware of putting that matchbox box out to include the whole of the group
0: yeah it sounds really helpful
1: this one is like it's it's not much good for dancing kirtan because it's it's a three-four one but i do love it <laughs>
0: Thank you so much Vinoy. and thank you so much everyone for coming and sharing this wonderful experience.